Hello there. So we come now to the last few days of 2023. And while I do this, I'm about to do my top 10 lists for certain things in the last couple of days. And the first one I'm going to kick off with is my top 10 lists of either my favourite TV shows, streaming shows, streaming specials, anything that's basically been on TV and, and streaming in the last 12 months. This is what's eligible for this list. Now, before I go any further, there's certain things that I haven't actually seen, which I can't really comment on, which I can't put in this list because I've not seen the Monarch Godzilla thing. It's on Apple TV. I always have problems trying to uh, subscribe to Apple TV, but once I see it, I'll review it and do what I want with that there. Same with the Brie Larson show that's on there. It's, it looks quite good and everything. I, I will watch it once I get there. I always seem to have problems, but with Apple TV, I don't know why. It's just... It is what it is. And uh, just anything, I, I, I've not seen that the Gen Z, the, the boys spin-off thing, because I've, I've seen the boys season one. I've always been meaning to watch season two, season three, and then getting into this, but just hasn't happened. I haven't seen the John Wick spin-off as well, so that was another thing that's been on, but I just haven't had time to watch it. Sai Tai Del looked quite good. have had time to watch it. So, you know, I can't put them on this list, but I can put on what I've watched. And here we go. And before we go... I do want to put an honourable mention, and this is a very honourable mention because this would have been on the list at number 10 if it hadn't got kicked off it this morning when I literally watched something else that kind of kicked off it. So I do want to give an honourable mention to wrestlers from Netflix. You know, the Al Snow doing some great work down at OVW, the, the documentary about that. Like I'm kind of a lapsed wrestling fan. I don't really talk much about wrestling anymore unless I've got something positive to say about it. But I did have positive things to say about this show. This show is really good. It actually really got in deep and deep in behind the scenes and actually showed what's going on. And I'm glad to see somebody like Al Snow get a platform rather than a shite that's ruining the business. Like all these dirt sheets like Dave fucking Meltzer, fucking Sean Ross crap, that stupid annoying bitch Denise Salcado, whatever her name is. Oh, by the way, I seen that a few months ago. The way she, uh, the, the clip going about when she, the way when she was interviewing the Big Show about just after Bray Wyatt died, and the way she was ans asking these questions, and Bray and uh, Big Show just looked at her as if to say, "Just fuck off." <laughs> Honestly, and you can't really blame them. These types of people, and all these people that are now getting big names, and they're like JD from New York for YouTube. Fuck them. Somebody like Al Snow should have a much bigger platform. This guy is intelligent. This guy is entertaining. He was over as fuck during a very, very popular time during the wrestling business. And when I say over as fuck, I don't mean over as fuck the way the neckbeards say it nowadays. The way I, I like this guy was actually genuinely, genuinely popular. And he's still, he's compelling to listen to. So I would just say shout out to wrestlers. It would have been top 10 until this morning. But there you go. I just thought I'd shout this out. But we get to the top 10. And my top 10, the one, the thing that kicked out that literally I watched this morning that kicked it out was Doctor Who. The new Doctor Who special that came on on uh, it came on Christmas Day and I just, on BBC One and whatever. I think it's on like Disney Plus elsewhere and things like that around the world. I only just watched it this morning on the iPlayer 
And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I haven't watched Doctor Who since, you know, like Jenna Coleman left a few years ago. Kind of lost interest. And to be fair, shout out. Uh, another thing, uh, honourable mention, Jenna Coleman, Wilderness Prime Video. I actually really like that series. And it, hit, it, hit, it would be probably number 12. So there's that. So, you know, I've got a f- review of that series as well up on here. But uh, yeah, um, the new Doctor, I'm... I mean, I'm going to try and say his name. It's like Nikuti Kwana or something like that. I, I probably just butchered the poor guy's name. Sorry about that, you know. But I've got to say, he's excellent. Tons of charisma. He actually does embody what a Doctor Who should be. Just based on my limited knowledge, because I'm not some Doctor Who fucking fanatic or anything like that. But, you know, he's got charisma. He's got that sort of weirdness about him, but he's got that sort of flamboyance about him, which they've always had down the years. Even if you just see a clip of, like, Tom Baker down the years or Peter Davison or whatever down the years, he's got that. I don't know, I get it. The anti-woke crowd are going like, hey, you fucking black And I'm just like, I mean, for fuck's sake, I've got limited knowledge of this character, and he's, he's got, like... I mean, he can, like, legitimately regenerate and be anything he wants to be. So, you know, he's either, he could be an old guy, he can be a young guy, he can be, he can be, I like Jodie Whittaker was, was it? I never seen any of them, but, you know, I've, you know, I've, you know, he can, be, he can be what he wants to be. So, you know, or whatever they want to be. That is what it is. And, you know, I've got to say the new companion, Millie Gibson, Really charming, really likable. She was entertaining. She absolutely popped off the screen. Um, her story actually looks quite interesting. It, it, a lot of I've, I've been seeing things. A lot of fans have theories. It's going to tie in other things. So you know, and yeah, I know. Really enjoyed the musical number in this as well because I I I, I get the feeling a lot of neckbeards are going to be like, yeah, kind of that, kind of that, the fucking musical number in Doctor Who. It's like you know, it was fun. It was entertaining. So whatever. It is what it is, but I liked it, so thumbs up for the new Doctor Who. I'll I'll probably watch the new series when it starts in May. A little teaser as well after it looked quite promising. So there you go, just my thoughts. Number nine, we have Chris Rock, and they has especially done in March. It was called there uh, was it Selective Outrage. Now I kind of forgot a little bit about this, and but then it kind of reminded me the other day as well, and I was kind of thought, when I was going to do this list, I was like, yeah, this was actually really good. Now, I remember as well, I think the middle out was a bit, eh, kind of, didn't quite make, but the the start and the end was really funny. He obviously addressed the whole shit with Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and everything like that. He addressed it, and it was very funny. I remember it being very funny and things like that. So, you know, and he's, I remember him going on a bit racist yoga pants and things like that. So, and, and, and you know, and, and then going on about Meghan Markle and things like that, a bit of stuff and shit like that, that actually really wasn't racist and shit like that, that she's going on about. So, you know, it was funny, it was entertaining wasn't incredible but you know i really enjoyed it when i seen it you know i did a review of it back in i think it was march i remember doing it so you know there you have it now we come to number eight which is and i was talking about i had problems with i've had problems with apple tv in the past every time i ever try and subscribe to them i always get fucking problems when it comes to the last stage and it's happened every time. But one time before, when I got my free trial and everything like that before, 
uh, I was able to watch a show called Shrinking, which stars Harrison Ford and Jason Segel. Really enjoyed this. This was excellent. And, you know, uh, Jason, these are two of my favourite actors. I love Jason Segel from the How I Met Your Mother days. He was great here. I really liked his character and everything. And you've got Harrison Ford, who's kind of the... The grumpy bastard with a heart of gold, which, to be honest, maybe is not that much of a stretch for him to play these days, but, you know, he was great in this. It was so good to see. There was actually a lot of good depth to this. I, I laughed a lot. I really enjoyed this show. It was so easy to watch. There were, like, half-hour episodes and everything like that. It didn't go on too long. Really enjoyed it. Um, so, you know, nothing, nothing outrageous or anything. Nothing to really get the flags out about but you know it was fun watching it so big thumbs up for that so i really enjoyed it so we come to number seven and it's n and we come to the next stand-up comedy special and it's a much more recent one and you could say it's recency bias because this is very recency bias because i only watched it like two days ago on boxing day and things or three days ago on boxing day but it's the ricky gervais armageddon now I'm kind of 50-50 on Ricky Gervais, I'll be honest with you. I do think a lot of the the chuds and the far right and everything have kind of jumped on this guy too much. And, I was like, and to be honest, the first 10 minutes of this, I was kind of like, ah, this is just going to be like this anti-woke thing that's going to pander to these types of people and things like that. And I was kind of like, eh, whatever. And to be honest, I do find Ricky Gervais to be a bit of a hypocrite at times because he was sitting there. There's one of these things that when he was hosting, probably I think it was the Golden Globes, and he was sitting there saying, yeah, you don't, I, you take all this money from these streaming shows like Disney and Netflix, and yet he's he's literally on Netflix fucking doing this. And by the way, um, he, he mentioned Disney. You mean the same Disney that made Muppets Most Wanted that he was in? Did he, did he forget about that or did he just dance monkey dance for the paycheck? If you know, you know. But I do find this guy, I do put him on a bit too much of a pedestal. But I will say this, he's funny as fuck at times. He really is. And once this thing kind of got into it, I, I was laughing a lot. Now, granted, granted, sometimes, some people are saying this is shock value for the sake of shock value. And you've got a point. That kind of is. I suppose it depends on the mood you're in. I suppose it depends on the humour you're wanting. But he said some funny shit. <laughs> he did. I'm sorry. I laughed at this. And, and uh, it really worked for me. And towards the end, I will say this, when he's talked about the woke thing, about the difference between being woke before or what woke is now, I get it. This That word's been completely bastardised. And I've said this a million times on this fucking... What, what what I talk about it's been bastardised beyond belief I think he actually nailed it beautifully nailed it beautifully and it's uh, and you know and some of the things he's saying about like he's talking about fictional characters and if you're if you're offended by that then you're a fucking idiot and it's like yeah kind of you're kind of right he actually is right you know <laughs> yeah. but that's what I think anyway it comes to now number six Ahsoka, then one of the latest Disney Plus Star Wars shows. I had fun with this, you know. The first three episodes, I was kind of on the fence about it, 
and I did kind of, and I mentioned that in my other reviews. I think if, if I if I knew more about the Clone Wars and things like that, and watched the Clone Wars, and maybe I got it better, fine. But once it got into its groove, I actually really really liked this show. From about episode four onwards, I was actually like, yeah, this is good, really good, and I actually ended up enjoying it quite a bit. I do think it was kind of in the shadow of another show that I was watching the day before, but we'll get to that later on. And I've mentioned that before in some of my reviews, but you know what? Overall, I had a lot of fun with this. You know, Rosario Dawson, great as Ahsoka. Overall, fun time. I enjoyed it. So we come now to the number five, which is South Park. And... Uh, and I can't remember the exact title. Is it Into the Pandaverse or Become or Goes Into the Pandaverse? And I only literally just watched this on Christmas Eve. I only just literally put on like a Paramount Plus deal thing for like half price for a year and things like that. This is, so I actually, so I haven't done a full proper review on this. Good God, this was funny as fuck though. And I'll say this, I'll say this, it was so sharp. But I get it. There's a lot of people turning around saying, oh, yeah, it's just making fun of Disney and Kathleen Kennedy. Yes, it does do that. But a lot of people seem to be forgetting that they're doing the flip side as well and making fun of the other people who fucking complain about these things all the time. And, you know, and the, the anti-woke crowd, they're actually doing that as well. A lot of people don't either, have either not clicked onto that or... They just don't want to admit that. So, you know, I mean, a lot of these people, like Eric Cartman is acting like a complete cunt here. And they're all, a lot of these people are like, yeah, Eric Cartman, yeah, well, he's speaking for us. And it's kind of like, yeah, well, if Eric Cartman, if you don't realize after 20 plus years that Eric Cartman's a fucking cunt, then, you know, and he's speaking for you then. Okay, fair enough. But, you know, um, yeah, and that was very sharp, very funny. It takes the piss out of both sides. And look, you know, uh, even with, uh, with, with like the, the Worldwide Privacy Tour, the thing about Harry and Meghan, look, I'm no Harry and Meghan fan or anything like that. I've done my review of that way back in, what was it, February? And things. I even said back then, and then even then, that was actually way harder on Harry and Meghan than it was on Disney and Kathleen Kennedy. If anything, they were really taking the piss out of people who were like, yes, Kathleen, everyone's Kathleen Kennedy's fault. And they were taking the piss out of things like AI as well, which a lot of the actors were striking against as well. When all these people going about, oh, woke this and woke that. And then a lot of these fucking utter knobs did not realise they were getting the piss ripped out of them as well for talking about it because a lot of these arseholes were like yeah AI AI's gonna take over fucking this and yeah yeah I hope AI takes over actors I remember that with, with stuff with Rachel Zegler and things like that and the, you've got all these dumbass YouTubers who are saying Rachel Zegler's gonna sue South Park I don't actually remember there being any type of reference to her or fucking Snow White or anything like that in this show. I genuinely don't. If I did, I missed it. But there's nothing there. The only person that actually tried to sue South Park was fucking the, their boyfriend, Tom Cruise, years back, who couldn't take a joke. And he failed when they fucking took the piss out of Scientology. But these assholes are like, oh yeah, Tom Cruise, untouchable. He's amazing. It's incredible. He's, he's, a, he's unstoppable. 
even though Mission Impossible lost a ton of money this year, but I, <laughs> you'll not see YouTube videos about that, though, of course. You, you, you won't see that. But, you know, you, you see what I mean. I think this show absolutely nailed it beautifully. The way, and the way they presented Cartman as being like, oh, my nightmare's this and my nightmare's that. That's taking the piss out of them. That is taking them. And yet another stuff, when they've got the other, like the the diverse South Park people in the, in the fucking other universe, that's taking the piss out of the other side. They're taking the piss out of people who, who say you should reboot everything. So they took the piss out of everybody and they've done it beautifully. Maybe it's just a centrist like me that can actually see, you know what, you're both a bunch of assholes. And that's why I find it so fucking funny. But there you have it. There you go, motherfucks. We come to number four, Loki season two. Now, I had some doubts about this. To, to begin with, like, the first episode of this, I didn't really feel it, to be honest. I was like, yeah, it's all right. Episodes two and three, really liked. Episode four, I was kind of like, okay, now we're on, now we're kind of in the... Yeah, I'm not quite sure about this. This this might I might not like this at all, to be honest, the way it's going. But episodes five and six came along came along and they were both fucking fantastic. Absolutely loved them. They were brilliant from start to finish. They absolutely the way it ended set things up beautifully. It's almost like they actually set up the whole thing that they don't really need can anymore. And I, it was almost tempting to think that must have been a reshoot, but then I can't really, can't really have been because it came out in October and the old stuff about Jonathan Majors came out in like April, March, April. So how could they really reshoot something like that to that? So unless they, unless they got went even before they officially got arrested and shit like that, unless they got wind of it and then they were they were kind of like, yeah, this guy might be trouble. We might need to do something about it before it goes up. Who knows? But the last two episodes of this series were two of the best of the Disney Plus episodes I've ever seen of any of the series. Overall, I probably did like the first series better. And that, and to be honest, that's probably because it was kind of top to bottom great for me. But I do think they actually pulled off a, a masterstroke in the last two. There was some great, great stuff with Owen Wilson, of course. Really great to see Ki-Hu Wang as well in here. <laughs> I'll butcher her name. Uh, could have done more with Sylvie, especially in the earlier episodes. But, you know, overall, really enjoyed this. Best MCU show by a mile since midnight. So there you have it. It is what it is. So really enjoyed it overall. Number three comes to The Mandalorian Season 3. Now I'll say this straight up weakest Mandalorian season quite comfortably, I will say that but that's not because I didn't like this it's just because the first two were so fucking fantastic this, this was great I actually, there was never an episode where I didn't like it, there was always some little things or whatever maybe the odd little niggle here and there and maybe it was just like you couldn't really possibly top the ending of season two could you you know, and you know and there was a lot of stuff like Grogu's still adorable, Grogu's still hilarious, and you know, still had a great time. I still look forward to every Wednesday watching this. There was never a time when I came out saying, 
And that was a letdown. I always had a lot of fun with this. So, you know, I'm still on board. I'm still a fan. What can I say? We come to number two, which was the Muppets. Uh, I can't actually remember the exact title of this thing, but it was the Muppet show that was on Disney Plus, and the Muppet Music Mayhem, which was about the Dr. T band. I, I, I might not remember the exact name of the show, but I fucking loved it. It was amazing. It was so much fun. I, I, I'm very rare for binging anything. But I actually binged this because this is one of the things that actually came on and actually got binged like on the, every episode dropped on the same day. And I, I watched them over about three or four days or whatever. But, you know, it was great. There was so much, It had the heart, the humour of the Muppets beautifully done. And even without... Well, animals one of the main ones, but they didn't have Kermit, they didn't have Piggy, they didn't have Fuzzy or Gonzo. But it didn't matter didn't miss them, it was just, the band were so fucking good with us, it was so much fun, um, you know, and they, 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 I remember, I even remember doing a recording about this, how there was a brilliant parody of it, about extreme online stands and things like that, the way they react if you say something on Twitter or something, they parodied that beautifully, and I will say this, and this is one thing I never actually knew until a few days ago, apparently David F. Sandberg, like the Shazam uh, one and two director was a part of this. I'm just saying, if you, and he wants to do more stuff with the Muppets, hey, look, I'm just saying, make sure you get your uh, somebody you directed in Shazam to get Rachel Zegler in with Shazam because uh, no, no, but she's well, she's been she's been with Shazam and everything like that. I, I mean, be in with the Muppets because she's a big Muppets fan as well. She'd be wonderful with the Muppets, and you know, our dog Lenny kind of looks like a Muppet, and she even said that the other week there on Twitter as well, he, he kind of has Muppet qualities to him, so you know come on David if we're going to do future uh, projects, get Rachel involved, somebody you've worked with before so you know, I'm just saying that she can sing as well with him, so just saying motherfucks, just saying but we come to the number one and the number one should not really be a gigantic surprise at this stage in time if, any, if you've been following anything I've been doing like with my uh, weekly reviews and things like that, you should know that my favourite show of the year has been Only Murders in the Building Season 3. Absolutely glorious. I loved it from start to finish. You know, some people were saying, ah, oh, it's not as good as the other seasons, whatever. It's all, it's all opinions, whatever. Every single week I was hooked. Even if there was an episode that was a bit lesser, it was still really good. I just absolutely loved it. The chemistry between the main trio, it just absolutely pops every time. And, and they always have a good cliffhanger going into the next one as well. And it's just like, what can you do? And the music as well. The music was wonderful as well with this. Um, going forward in, in, in this season in this season as well you had that great song with Mel Streep I think it was Into the Light as well with her and Ashley Park as well it was amazing but on the flip side you had a completely different song with Steve Martin and which of the Pickwood triplets did it and I mean that I never thought I'd ever get a Steve Martin song to rival Dentist from Little Shop Horrors but we got it this year for me for me. So, Only Murder of the Building, Season 3, my favourite streaming show of the year. So, there you have it. 
this is just my thoughts, just my opinions. <laughs> Make of that what you will. So, um, there's the end of the year lists are continuing tomorrow. Unfortunately, we do have to go a bit more negative. I'm going for my 10 least favourite films of the year. But we'll pick it up on Sunday, the last day of the year, with my 10 favourite films of the year. So, there you go. You've got to have the good with the bad. I know some people don't like worst of the year lists and things like that, but hey, whatever. We'll make of it what we will. So, anyway, thank you ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye. <laughs>